gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! We're back. Three dudes with a view. My name's Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. It's uh, sunny Tuesday, but cold. Gosh, it was cold yesterday. <clears throat> it's cold today. Clayton Harris, dude number two, has parked the bus and entered the building. Good morning, Clayton. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. All right, regular special guest dude on Tuesday, favorite son, native son of Columbia, 1977 graduate of Columbia Central High School, Ron Hart. How's it going, man? Good morning. Good morning. Good to have you. And Jerry Bridenbaugh is with us as well. He's the uh, chair of the Murray County Republican Party and a, and a member of the Murray County Commission. How you doing, Jerry? Good morning, everybody. Glad to be here. Glad to have you here. All right, folks, there is... Uh, oh, no. no. Oh, sorry, no. sorry. Uh, all right, all right. Well, Jerry, you had a rough weekend, man. I did. I, I mean, I did. With, with your with your cable and in a house that man, I just felt bad for yeah. you. I know that was a tough one. <laughs> Ohio State didn't go the way you it, wanted. It, it was a horrible weekend. Well, his his cable went out before the game, so he didn't get to to, to watch time. it. Yeah. It went out for a half hour at halftime. Okay, I missed okay, half okay. of the third quarter. All right, yeah. okay. Maybe so, I will beat Michigan this weekend. They're seventeenth ranked. Fingers are crossed. Have you seen the yeah. point spread though? It's like twenty three points. Yeah, it's, it's large. Yeah. it's large. Need okay. Oklahoma State to beat Texas. Uh, so we'll we'll see what yeah. happens there. Okay. These Southern schools in this playoff. Oh, uh, and you need Louisville to beat Florida State, which that's only a three point spread. So that that could p- potentially happen. So consider Florida State a Southern school. He is our old Memphis coach, Norvell. Yeah. yeah, I mean. When they expanded the SEC, I really thought there was a chance they may jump in, uh, but they, they didn't. But he's done. A, Mike Norvell has done a great job down there. The next door neighbor, the beach, Mark Stoops, was really close to that Texas A&M job. He just got divorced about the same time I did. I thought he was getting ready to ching it right after his divorce with a big check in Texas A&M. They just paid Jimbo Fisher what seventy nine million dollars of stupid money to go away. Oran they uh. That that was happening, and what happened was a it was kind of like a Shiano Sunday when Tennessee hired Greg Shiano. The fans mm-hmm. just revolted and went nuts on social media, and um, they did. A and M buckled and, and gave in and said, oh, "Okay, well, you don't want the Kentucky coach? We'll go out and hire the head coach at Duke." Uh, yeah, I don't understand the logic. I mean, that, there's a guy in Memphis named Pat. Uh, what's his last name? Sexton or something. Uh, Jimmy, something. Jimmy, Jimmy Sexton. Jimmy Sexton. Jimmy Sexton. Yes. Yeah, he's the he's the pimp for all the coaches. He has like I think of the 30, 30 some odd SEC coaches. He's got like twenty eight of them or whatever. So you kind of go to him to get them. And have to admit, he's got a lot of money over the years. He's probably the most powerful man in college football. Yeah, quietly so probably. Yes. Yeah. Who's gonna win the national championship? That's a big question, though. It's too early to tell. I think it's all gonna go with Georgia if you're betting. I'd say the winner of the SEC championship will will be the national champion if things work out. But uh, yeah, I mean Georgia wins; they're going to win three in a row. I like Alabama's chances that they win. I I, I think yeah. if, you, if you put both SEC schools up against the others, I think Vegas is going to make them the favorite in every game. What's uh, the line Michigan on the, rate? 
Michigan. Where's uh, Michigan rate? Uh, they those rankings are coming out this evening. The the playoff rankings. They'll rank second. It'll, second. Be, it'll be Georgia. It'll be Georgia, Michigan, um, Washington, Washington, maybe. and Florida State more than likely. There you go. Okay. Three dudes with a view and guests have given you the complete rundown <laughs> on college football. I'm what's, just still yeah, thrilled. What's the line on the Georgia Alabama game this weekend? It's five points. Five points. Yeah. Well, it didn't look that great against Auburn. Auburn lost to New Mexico State, and then they turned around and played Bama to the wire. They did the same thing. I've never thing. seen on my ESPN app. I always watch the ESPN app, and I've never seen, I may have sent to you guys, 100% uh, Auburn win on the app with a like, minute left, and then it flips to 100% Alabama win. <laughs> never seen that before. I can send it to you if you want to see it. It's kind of interesting. I heard. Yeah, that is interesting. The, the uh where they they give in real time the odds of of a victory by any particular team and with like what a minute 30, 32 seconds 32 off. seconds to go it showed a hundred percent chance that Auburn was going to win and then, well I mean it was fourth and goal from the thirty one yard line uh-huh. I mean that's just unbelievable and then it's, it's still not hundred percent though I don't know if the app just got nuts or the algorithm got nuts there's no there's no hundred percent when you get one play oh, <laughs> you've well. seen that over the years but. I guess it's just – I mean, it's, it's, it was incredible. This, Iron Bowl's always been an incredible – it's too bad Tennessee doesn't have an in-state rival that makes the, their, their are bowl you, Are you dissing my Vanderbilt? Come on now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they got a backdoor cover <laughs> hey, Saturday. Hey, hey we – Not we, the quiz bowl. We covered. We, you know, we, we beat the spread against UT. The cover that's, doors. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they call. Well, UT does not want to get a claim for beating up a high school team. <laughs> Poor old Vanderbilt. They'll play Macaulay or uh, Alworth, whatever. What's the big school in Nashville? It's good football. Ensworth. Yeah. 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 I always said they ought to be playing Swanee, but anyway. They probably need to do something in the SEC. I think uh, Vanderbilt needs to drop. They need to be like a kudzu league, like, like an Ivy League. We get Duke and Rice and, and, and Vanderbilt, Davidson in a separate league. That's academic because you. I don't think they're going to be able to compete long term in the SEC. Certainly, the Vanderbilt and the SEC is an anomaly. They will never give up that money, Ron. Well, they're, 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 they're also very competitive in other, in the other sports. It's football is the only Baseball, place that they're not yeah. they're not overly competitive. If they would put Georgia Tech, who is an original member, back in the league, that that, it, that would they're kind of similar to Vanderbilt. You know, I think that that would have been a good mix and match there, but that didn't happen either. So. Yeah. yeah, Vanderbilt's never going to give up the money. Yeah, they would be crazy to walk away from that yeah. television I mean, money. They, they are are they are definitely in the profit motive. Well, yeah. well you I play think football that's probably true, sure. Definitely recognize a homecoming float. They are they are renovating their stadium, which is the one of the oldest, if not the oldest, stadium in the SEC. And I mean, there, there's a lot of construction happening, and I know everybody's talking about it during the games. But it'll look good next year when they. Yeah, but who's going to go? The visiting <laughs> fans will be there. The visiting <laughs> fans will be there. Okay. Nate Bargazzi. Y'all's going to have busloads going up there. He's going to just rent a bus, charter a bus. Is that, is that is that called the Chameleon Bowl? It'll change colors with the week. <laughs> I guess it's a nice little tailgate. The Atlanta Cancer has a nice tailgate. I've been to up there. It's kind of they, there's there's a following. You know, they know they're going to. Lose probably, but it's just uh, you know, it's hard to have a fourteen fifty fifteen hundred SAT minimum and then still win at football. <laughs> no, I've never thought the two fit together very well at all. But that's uh, 
uh, Vanderbilt is Vanderbilt. Always, always will be. All right, folks, I want to pass along the United Way. Uh, today is called Give Where You Live Murray Day. Now, this is this is a fundraising event which lasts 24 hours. It started at midnight last night. It extends through midnight tonight. It's Give Where You Live Murray is a 24-hour online fundraising event held to support our local nonprofits and Murray County Public Schools. This year, there are 80 organizations, 18 of which are <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> Murray County Public Schools. Partic- 18, 80 organizations, 18 of which are Murray County Public Schools, participating in the event. To support these wonderful organizations, go on Giving Tuesday. That's today, the 28th of November, to givewhereyoulivemurray.org. Uh, you can get online. I think there's a Facebook, givewhereyoulivemurray.org. Uh, the donut, you are allowed to earmark your donations. There's a list of 80 organizations you'll find when you, when you find it online. And you can earmark your donation to go directly to the organization or school chosen by you, the donor. This this is givewhereyoulivemurray.org. Givewhereyoulivemurray.org is the uh, website. You can get the list of the 80 organizations there which are participating. This is uh, goes through the United Way and will be distributed to these 80 organizations, including 18 public schools in Murray County. And you can you can designate uh, uh, from the list of schools and organizations, nonprofits, you can de- designate where you you want your donation uh, to go. So give where you live murray.org go there it's giving tuesday there's also let's see we've got something else going on the murray and this is spelled it's not mary it's spelled murray christmas uh murray christmas m-a-u-r-y murray christmas home tour uh, that's an annual event. It's a big time. Uh, tickets are $25. It's December 1st and 2nd. There, uh, You can look up the Murray Christmas Home Tour on the web, see the homes that will be on tour. You can go to the Anthem here in Columbia and buy tickets. They're $25 a piece. So a lot going on. Jerry, What did? how was, how was your Thanksgiving, man? Thanksgiving was good. We had... Um didn't have the entire family in this year um and uh we before 3 p.m on saturday we had debated on moving thanksgiving to saturday and just wrapping thanksgiving around the game and then we decided that was probably not a real good idea so <laughs> but uh, um it, it went uh it went well had uh, family in saw friends and and it was a, a good weekend overall now let's see, Ron. What did you write about this week? I'm look, let's see. The uh, I'm looking it up right now. Thankful things for Thanksgiving. I think I am writing. We can discuss this too. I would get, like to get your thoughts on this. I'm writing this week about the male men in America, kind of the wussification of men. This, uh, you know, the military can't get their quotas on men who can pass physical. They can't. The, the grades are down from COVID and other things. Uh, testosterone levels down. You know, men are just aren't men anymore. And uh, like they used to be, and there's a decline in this space. And I'm kind of trying. I'm trying to figure out how to write about it. It's really hard to make funny, but 
you know, there's a, there's a true drop in testosterone and, and birth rates and marriages. Uh, there's more there's more young men living with their parents than, than are married right now. Um, there's some kind of alarming stats. Suicides up. Uh, this you know they, everybody talks about the women and the plight of women. They're you know that they're you know they're put upon by the pat- patriarchal society. When in reality, there's a really uh, troubling decline in in men and their in their you know getting college degrees and and many of them you know on drugs more than they should be, et cetera. So trying to write about it. What, what are y'all's thoughts? I don't, it's it's hard to find any humor in that, Ron. I know. Uh, I know. I mean, I, the only joke I got so far is that probably you know the decline in birth rates is probably why Maury Povich and Jerry Springer show had to be canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I don't have a whole lot. Uh, you know, I think you're onto a very real problem there, and uh, uh, what what we've all been sort of watching is the. Uh, that the military is just simply not able to recruit uh, the recruits that they need. And uh, let's see, you also talked about declining birth rates, that kind of thing. Um, those those things are, are real. Uh, what, what, yeah, 77% of suicides are men, tends to be white males. Um, the, uh, you know, there's just been a, you know, mass shootings are always with, say, like, you know, young men. Uh, troubled young men uh, the, you know you can touch on you know the ADHD drugs and this you know there's a lot of things you can touch on why it's happening I, I, don't, I don't know 70% of men are overweight the military is only getting uh, on, on physical fitness exam they're only getting half the men can can pass these are people that sign up for the army you think they can get in only half can pass the physical fitness exam uh, you know um, Mr. York you think he's on to something? Well, you know, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, you can go down the list uh, from the way families are oriented and, and, and the birth rate, uh, the grand of America to education. It, women tend to be highly educated. Men tend to fall in, in by the wayside. And women are, are powerful and men resent it. So they kind of balk and sulk and don't do what they need to do. Uh, yeah, Ron's right. It's a lot of young men that still stay home with their parents, you know. Um, and then they are trouble, a lot of trouble. You know, I still have a problem when people know drugs are out there and drugs are detrimental that people take drugs. But, you know, I, you can't judge that by just the drug itself. But there are a lot of reasons. Uh, education, uh we tend to push females a lot farther than males because we think they'll do their own, but some don't. They need encouragement. So there's a lot of reasons. Yeah, girls tend to mature quicker than boys. I know ADD and some other things, they tend to mature quicker than boys. They probably do better in college than boys have done, but boys are dropping out at a pretty high level right now. Uh, Testosterone level drops. Uh, fertility level drops. I don't know what that is about. Well, that's antibiotics and foods, or just I don't know. Um, All right, let's take a break. Come back. We'll figure yep. out a domesticating cat. Maybe it was.
For 60 years, people all over Middle Tennessee have returned to Parks Motor Sales again and again because they get the best vehicles and best service possible. Go to ParksMotorSales.com for options. New Buicks, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, financing, certified technicians, parts, tires, and more. Then stop by 919 Nashville Highway, test drive a Buick, and see why the Buick Encore and Buick Enclave are among America's most reliable vehicles. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor sales. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. 
Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trotwood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm gonna give y'all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Three dudes with a view, sunny Tuesday, cold Sunday, sunny Tuesday edition. My name's Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three, dude number two, Clayton Harris. How's it going, man? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Morning, dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody out there. Regular special guest dude, uh, Ron Hart, native son, favorite son of Columbia. How you doing, Ron? You, you're... Your voice. Your, Good morning. Good there morning. we go. We got you now. All right. Back. And Jerry Bridenball is with us, chair of the Murray County Republican Party and member of the Murray County uh, Commission. Hey, Jerry. Good morning, everybody. You know, it's not it's not cold out there. It's just chilly a little just bit. Chilly. Wait till January. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. What What's the commission been uh, up to lately? What What business is well? We always time? we always take December off. Um, there's so much that goes on during this month um that it uh it, it just we try to wrap up everything um in uh in november and get things handled and um i, I don't think there was come to mind there wasn't there were not any major decisions major issues at the last commission meeting it was pretty much business as usual um there's uh some uh rework going on out in santa fe at the um convenience center out there we're, we're trying to um uh, we've got to move the containers. I don't remember all the details around the property that we had, but the lease ran out, and we've had to uh, relocate it, and that was probably the longest discussion that we had was getting that financed and the different things that needed to go into uh, getting the property prepared and all that kind of thing. We've uh, This past year, we've had to do a lot of work with our um, with our waste management because of um, just things that 
that had been put off for financial reasons or whatever else. We just put a new floor into the transfer station um, out by the jail because it had um, it had started to collapse on us, and it was becoming a safety hazard as well as um, not being able to do the job right. So, but as far as most everything else, the November was pretty uneventful. We we got through everything, took care of business, and then uh, have our Christmas vacation until January. Okay. Jerry, did you all discuss anything about the uh, rejection of federal funds? What will the county have to do if those funds are rejected? We were we, we were informed of it, um, Jim, but we we were told that it was um still a little early. The one comment that um Representative Sapicki shared with us was that um and it might have been here on the radio, I don't remember now, but um but that they were they were listening but they hadn't heard any solid argument as to why they should do that um but if they did then we would have to look at you know how how the the state uh, redistributed funds in order to come to the county um you and i talked and jim i i didn't i don't have the exact um restrictions and we talked about you know strings on federal money and that kind of thing the one thing i can tell you is that murray county schools does receive federal money for 24 different programs in our school district ranging from education to food service to all types of things um and i got that list and the individuals that are over those i've not had an opportunity to talk to them about you know how it would impact them uh but i do know that we're just kind of waiting on on the state to see if they're even going to make that decision it would be be too early right now to to determine what we have to make the county have to pony up more money too if that were to happen i I can't say. It would be pure speculation on my part um, to throw that out there right now. Um, right. It, it could, I mean, the, the best I can say is that it could be a possibility, but we haven't right. dug that deep into it to find out where that extra money would come from to replace the federal funds that we didn't receive. Yeah. And, you know, I told Scott that a lot of states have asked for waivers on certain programs, and, and the states have had harder restrictions than the federal government, uh, those states that would approve for waivers. So I... I didn't see a big reason why they should be pushing to reject federal funds. And I haven't heard anything from Mr. Sapicki or anything on the news or anything else about how those discussions went. So um, it's uh, hard to tell at this point uh, just because there's a great unknown. But uh, to change the subject, I I hear that you folks have a new Board of Elections director. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christopher McKinley. McKinley, M-A-C-K-I-N-L-A-Y. He'd be the director of elections uh, for the Murray County Election Commission. AOE, administrative elections. Administrative elections. All right. That's that's a big thing. Uh, And where's he from, Mr. Yor? I think he's from, you know, he's lived in Murray County, moved away, and he came back to Murray County. So uh, I think he's around the Spring Hill area. Okay. Well, we'll all look forward to getting to know him. That, that, that'll be a pleasure. And Jerry, what y'all also had a problem with the uh, animal shelter being uh, below? I mean, being overcrowded, uh, not enough capacity. Did, did did anything come about because of that? That wasn't on the the primary agenda of the commission meeting. I know they talked about it a little bit at the um, I believe it's a health environment committee that it's um, that they report to. But um, I haven't uh, haven't heard anything from that committee or those committee members uh, about any definitive action that's been taken so far about addressing the overcrowding or staffing issues or anything like that. 
I apologize for not knowing that, but he just hasn't. It was not a point of discussion at the at the primary or at the main committee I commission meeting. Are y'all continuing now? Your job is done for the time being. The all the vacancies on the library board have been filled, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And the library board meets tonight, by the way. Okay. I have never. I'm. I'm still getting mail. We're getting messages about the library board. I've. I've never. You know, things about solid waste, the animal shelter, uh, schools. You know, those are important, important issues for the commission. Those uh, are the non-glamorous things that we have to take care of. Oh, yeah. I know. But, but it keeps I mean, the county running. Yeah, yeah. But but the library board, for goodness' sake, folks. They're they're the. I've never seen one issue. Uh, attract, I mean, Looney Tunes from the left and the right, uh, you know, and I get, we could, we could, uh, we could, we could announce a library board meeting. I guess we just did, you know. But uh, if you want, if you want to attract uh, the the Looney Tunes from <coughs> Murray County from the left and the right, then just holler library board and here they come, you know. <laughs> well, and I'm hoping that now that we have we have made our appointments, and I believe that all understanding that you know the individuals that were there were good people, the three people that we've appointed, um, I, I believe are competent, they're qualified, uh, they they have the interest, the widespread interest of the library at heart and as i mentioned the last time i was here that was that was my concern the ones that uh, that I, I was able to talk to uh, i wanted to know you know what what is your vision for expanding or for enhancing the library services across the county let's not just focus on this one issue this the hot button issue for everybody but what can we do to provide services to everybody because face it i mean you know where where you and i live it's a 20-minute drive to get to the library uh, folks I, I, out I, in Santa and, Fe. and the the, the loonies out there on the left are saying that i want the library closed that could not be farther from the truth murray county public library i consider a gem and a no. treasure and i take my grandchildren down there all the time they're nine seven and four years of age yeah. and that basement is uh, just paradise for them, and I've never had you know any of them come up with some book that I open up and go, oh, you know, where'd you get that? <laughs> well, you know, and, and we hadn't seen anything like that, I, and and. They so I completely support the Murray County Public Library, and frankly, I don't know. You know, I, I got another letter this morning from somebody going, "Oh, that's pornography that's in there." You know, I mean, I don't, and you haven't gone down and looked. I, I guess I could go up to the front desk. I don't I mean I don't know where to find it. I'd look if. I, uh, good afternoon, Madam Librarian. May I see your <laughs> pornography, please? You know, <laughs> how, how's that going? Or, you know, it, can I see your? Good afternoon, Madam Librarian. May I see your dirty books, please? You know, I, I don't, you know there's a segment in the in the nation that's going around pushing that from the right, Dell, that want to take books out, want this book out, uh, uh, York, and the, they hide the, behind the cloak of religion. Or the, and that that's wrong. It's oh, just I, wrong, and it's a small number of people doing well, it. Well, apparently we had a sovereign citizen show up at uh, at the last meeting of the commission. Uh, uh, well, he's he's actually he's actually he didn't say anything about being a Christian. He said he's a sovereign citizen, uh, and that doesn't mean anything. Well, that, it, that's it, self-declaring. It, it was that's so self-declaring. What's so weird about well, that? I, I've, I agree, Mr. York. Yeah. I've prosecuted many sovereign citizens, and they've all gone to yeah. federal prison. Well, and I gotta, he hasn't he hasn't gone to a consulate. He hasn't got a visa. 
Miss York, it doesn't matter what he does. And a lot of paper, you know. Take him seriously. It it doesn't matter what. Ron, this fellow has gone down. He's filed all this stuff with the Register of Deeds, and and it appears that at where his signature is, there's a a, it's it's red a red red thumbprint. I mean, it appears that he's actually you know. Uh, pricked his, you know, he's signing it with the blood, with his thumbprint, you know. Uh, and, right. and he's, it's about 30 pages. He's uh, renounced his citizenship. But, y'all, I know but, but, what s- sovereign citizens are. You can't, it ain't. I, I got but, a message about that. It's not just declaring you sovereign citizen and sending a 30 page paper to the, the uh, deeds or any. You've got to actually go to a foreign consulate and get a visa that you are a citizen of another country. Uh, you can't even do that. So here, I'll, I'll give you the wiki. Spring Hill. These folks are crazy. The sovereign citizen phenomenon is one of the main contemporary sources of pseudo-law. Sovereign citizens believe that the courts have no jurisdiction over people and that the use of certain procedures, such as writing specific phrases on bills that they do not want to pay, and loopholes can make one immune from government laws and regulations. They also regard most forms of taxation as illegitimate and reject social security numbers, driver's licenses, and vehicle registration. Sovereign citizen arguments have no basis in law and have never been successful in any court. Uh, Correct. <laughs> and he's got to pay a lot of money. He's got to pay $2,300 and all that uh, stuff. You can do he's all... done none of that. But he's still a citizen of the United States. 100 yeah, 100% of them who didn't pay their federal income taxes were sent to jail while I was with the yeah. U.S. Attorney's Office. And uh, the the so, yeah, I mean, the sovereign citizen, though, is, I mean, he's not saying anything about being a Christian. He's just saying he's a sovereign citizen. What it, it, like it's, a, said, it's, it's a long law, which means false yeah. law. It's a, law false. It, it's a long document, correct, and if you, if you have – the fortitude to get through it. It's it's um, a hard read. And, yeah. and I know, Delk, you and I have, have gone through a lot of those. Um, they're, they're, all, they're very form-oriented. They're very repetitive. Um, and uh, it, it, it basically, while it, it's not legally binding as far as citizenship is concerned, it is a public repudiation yeah, of yeah, no, it, I mean, it has no so, legal meaning whatsoever. No. But again, this is that you've got to talk about Looney Tunes. So the sovereign citizen, now he, he wants the books. Yeah, I don't know. He wants them banned or wants them put in a well. And, and I, let me before put we, in a safe um, place or Mike's, yeah. Mike's waving at us. So let me just say a final word. Okay, we got good people on the board. We're not looking to take them out. We're looking to restrict access to those that are not age appropriate, and, and that's a big part of it. Um, and you know, we got good people on there. We don't have this again until August of twenty four. I think it is is when the next one uh, comes up. So I'm sure we'll go through it again. But for now. We got a good group on the library board, and I'm looking forward to what they're going to do in the future to bring better and more services to Murray County. And I hope you're right. And I mean, my personal position is I could care less what's in the library. If I've got a 13 year old, yeah. I'm worried about what they're looking at on their phone. Correct. Not yeah. not about what they're looking at in the library. It's a solution and, in search of a problem. It seems yeah. like when we come back, I, uh, Delk, uh, I attended with Bob Corker yesterday at a luncheon in Chattanooga about uh, the Republican group. Uh, kind of working for some gun laws. Mr. York will like this, but this uh, interesting three things they're working on is called uh, Voices for a Safer Tennessee. A guy named Todd Cruz from Nashville who was tangential to that covenant shooting, founded it, and it's interesting what they talked about. All right, let's talk about another side.
this is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right, we buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. Guess what, Mr. Tillis? Not too long ago, you were saying it was too early to start Christmas shopping. But now is the perfect time, and we've been working on finding a great collection of jewelry for everyone from vintage, modern, and custom designs. What about engagement rings for a Christmas or New Year's proposal? Ah, yes. We have both vintage and modern styles, all unique to show the perfect symbol of love. Tillis Jewelry serving you in two locations, downtown Columbia and Lewisburg. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater. And upgrade now with monthly payments as low as $79. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113 or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us, Front Porch Radio, 
Delk Kennedy. Thank you for listening. Del Kennedy, I'm dude number three, dude number two, Clayton Harris. Good morning. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jimmy York. Good morning. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Native son, favorite son of Columbia, and our regular Tuesday guest, Ron Hart. How you doing? Good morning. And Jerry Bridenball, who is chair of the Murray County Republican Party and a member of the Murray County Commission. Good morning. Good morning, folks. I, on a lighter note, I was just breezing through Ron's latest column. It's uh, Which I, I like I, I, yeah. the one I found was the Ayn Rand money speech. Uh, no, this was, was um, uh, new stories I'm thankful and not so thankful for. Okay, that's your latest, didn't it, Ron? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is Thanksgiving column, kind of list of thankful things, trying to be funny. What's he thankful for, Jerry? You tell us, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry well, I, I like I like the comment about uh, the woke lefties pushing a, stu- a two-state Palestine solution. They already have two states, Michigan and New York. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. good. I like that. I, I like that. that. That's that's funny. Okay. Could we get a two-state solution in the United States? You know, all the that's red and one. We're heading toward it. Yeah, mm-hmm. the blue and another. All right, Ron, you're talking about a meeting uh, over the weekend where uh, – what is it, gun safety was the issue? What's going on? Yeah, there's an interesting group of soft Republicans, kind of smaller Republicans. Corker invited me to go, and, you know, 70 pretty powerful people met with this guy, uh, Voices for a Safer Tennessee, and it's a, a guy who's tangential to the Covenant shooting in Nashville, uh, you know, sold his company, has some money, and, and says that basically Republicans need to uh, meet, you know, do something on gun control, and you know, exploring the options that are sensible. He lamented the the problems not with uh, you know the ones in the cities, the ones in the rural areas that want to give anything on the guns, nothing on the guns, et cetera. But uh, three things they're working on. One, uh, I kind of disagree with is, is, is if you is guns gun lock boxes. He said basically if you have a gun in your car, and this is true, seventy percent of like crimes are committed by stolen guns. So they're, they're trying to put the onus on gun owners to lock them up. I think we all most of us do that, but. He also said there's also a free if you and this is actually I didn't know this there's a free uh, provided by the state lock box you can get from the state for your guns so if you're you know middle now class that, low middle you need need uh, a lock box for your your guns for your cars I've had a gun stolen in Atlanta in my car um, but it is an issue and I understand what they're saying the problem there is the liability of the gun owner you start putting laws in place where you know, someone breaks in my car, breaks in my box, gets my gun, kills somebody. All of a sudden, who are they going to sue? You know, they going to sue me. Uh, so there's a little bit of an issue there. I understand. I think we all value and need to lock up our guns. Be think you know, in these car. And we talk about maybe lobbying these car makers because I know I have a Yukon. In the Yukon, you used to have a what they call James Bond department, a place you can lock up your gun with a code, you know, the valet code. And they got rid of that last year, and I asked them why. He said, because OnStar kept getting calls about people forgetting their, you know, their valet code number. I said, well, that's lazy. You know, that's, you know, so I had to buy a box 
from a family in Iowa that has a little business there, a metal box for my guns uh, and for my car, and I keep them you know, well locked up now. So that was one piece. Uh, but now, kind of net, wait a minute. Yeah. But you said, though, that the I never heard of this. State of Tennessee has a program where they will give you a free lockbox? Yeah, that's what he said yesterday. Bill Lee either is in the works or uh, already approved. you got to go to the public health department in each town. Maybe there's an ordering process. These things aren't cheap. Mine was $350 from my GMC, a Yukon. Uh, so it's not cheap, but it's available, he said. So again, let, let me put a asterisk on that. He said, I, I, you know, either it's coming or available as part of Bill Lee's, you know, Bill, uh, Governor Lee's trying to get something done with all these Republicans that are kind of hard. And the, and, the, and the residency of the Republicans, and Jerry understands this, is if you give a little bit, NRA is A, very strong. B, if you give a little bit on guns, yeah it's a slippery slope of what's next you know and, and, and what is the right solution you know this lockbox thing and, and liability of the, of the gun owner when his gun it's almost bl- like blaming a rape somebody breaks in your house and rapes you it's almost like you know saying the rape victim has you know liability down the road for something something you know it's just the logic doesn't flow too well uh but people should lock up their guns and there's, there's no doubt about it kids and all the other stuff going on tennessee's ranked ninth and he says, and guns, uh, lack of gun safety or gun gun uh, endangerment, kids getting killed, mass shootings. Of course, the covenant didn't help last year, but uh, we're 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 you know you're ninth. Uh, most of them are, in, in, as you would think, are in Memphis and in in Nashville and and part in Chattanooga. Those are the three big cities that are on the top you know list of, of gun issues. Um, uh, like I said, seventy percent of the crimes are committed by stolen guns. So I get that piece. So that that was a little bit that was met with some issues. The mental well, health piece, yeah. Let, let me let me interrupt you a second. You said, you know, the, the Republicans are kind of hard and stuck in in the cement on not giving at all on any type of gun legislation. But the opposite of that is that it's taking the young people. Tennessee has the highest rate of youth uh, deaths by guns than any other state. So you're killing your youth, but you got your feet stuck in no, concrete. That doesn't make sense. Ron, we've lost your voice. You're muted. Oh uh, yeah, it's not. Go. It's not number one. It's ninth. But yeah, I hear you. It's, it's up there and, and higher than it should be. But uh, and that's what they're working on, right? So mm-hmm. the other, you know, you said there were three things: lockboxes, number yeah. one, mm-hmm. two, three. The or second thing is mental, the mental health piece, um, which I like, is it, 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 because you run into HIPAA law issues. But the covenant shooter, everybody's family knew he, she uh, had an issue, shouldn't have guns. Uh, uh, you know, but there's this privacy issue, or you can't, you know, you, you and, and he said every judge in all 95 counties are different when you go in there with a, you know, a family wanting to take the guns from somebody. It's it's a it's a big issue, and if you think of all the shootings, it's always with mental health uh, uh, people that their family members know damn well they shouldn't have a gun. You know, so I mean, there there are warning signs in all these deals, including the Vermont shooting recently, and the. And the one up in uh, in Maine, I think, uh, and the, the family knew the person shouldn't have guns. The army told to kick the guy out of the, the army because of violence. So the, the signs are always there. But how do you connect the, the, those signs to the gun stores and all the other things? Uh, that's a tough one, right? Yeah, it's um, got to be a comprehensive uh, agreement and, and, and procedure that everybody agrees on a procedure. And that's going right. to be hard to do, you know? You're There's talking about a mental health procedure. They, 
Yeah, if you have domestic violence uh, charges against you, they can come get your guns. There's currently they got that, but here's the problem there. And there's this, this is sixty guys, all men, in Chattanooga. But they're talking about you know crazy ex girlfriends, crazy ex wives going down there and say, hey, you're making something up just to mess with a guy, and these guns are tied up for a long time over a you know a, a crazy ex girlfriend. And it'll happen Everybody every time you give a chance. <laughs> but if, but if the if the guy commits a crime and kills somebody then oh we couldn't take the guns we should have acted that's too yeah, late no, that, that's a tough problem that's uh, that's really getting at I mean, all right he, it's up to a judge he said you go to 95 counties you'll get 95 different outcomes all right and but piece number three what's the third the last one was i think i kind of agree with this one is the and it's not a big issue really but the private market sales in these gun shows uh i bought a gun uh when i got that my dad dad's 38 got stolen I went down and bought a gun. Uh, I had a Florida driver's license living in Tennessee, so I couldn't buy anything in Tennessee. So I had to go down and buy a gun about three months ago to replace this gun I liked uh, in my car. And I just gave the guy cash at a gun show. <laughs> and I, I, even me, I was, I was thinking, wow, this is kind of odd. So they see you know, gun shows, usually they're 70% dealers, which they have to fill out the paperwork if you're a dealer, but 30% are just good old boys selling guns. And, and that know, should be cr- some kind, should be some kind of transfer request slip that people sign over because if that gun is caught in a crime, then you still liable for it. Right, and I like the idea of getting paperwork in case it was a hot gun and shot somebody last week, <laughs> and it's in my hands now. I mean, I, I kind of wanted some paperwork on that. I have a carry permit and real good background check. I can get this stuff pretty easily, but I was pretty shocked at that. So that's something I think they could probably close. Although. Having said that, Mr. York, that, that these private sales thing, they don't trace many of these mass shootings back to private sales. They're all bought legally. They yeah, are. Yeah. But still, it's still the possibility that we don't have a system in place to really capture that part. And, and the one time that it happens, everybody, oh, well, you should have. We, sh- we don't know, you know. That's Mr. York, yeah, I disagree with you. If you sell somebody a gun, you you don't generally don't remain liable for it. Uh, yeah. That's not Yeah. True. Well, they're going to try to make you liable for your non-locked up guns i don't i'm not loving that mm-hmm. uh so I mean, the whole the problem is you see there's they're well-intentioned people here but it's slippery and, and the people's pointed out we're not enforcing the laws we have almost all these mass shooters were, should have been caught by the current laws they're just not being enforced and there's, there's a and, and he, he did say this Delk, you will appreciate this he said uh in the the, the uh, cody womp who's the district attorney here said that, you know, local jurisdictions don't have a lot of power. They usually flip them out, you know, 30 days, 90 days out of jail with these records. He said, you got to get these criminals that are career criminals on the federal federal list. And the federal has the money, the power, and they'll put these guys away for 30 years. The federal uh, but list. But, Ron, at least you got some, some sensible Republicans talking about some possibilities, and that's a good thing. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I don't understand I what he's talking to you, about there. Delk, maybe you Charging or you know, Butch West or someone there in, in Columbia uh, had the guy come down and speak. I'll get you his information, but he'd have a lunch and let hear him out because these are these are all gun owners there, uh, all hunter hunt, hunt, uh, hunters and you know the Republicans you know that were there. Some had some trepidation, including Corker, who didn't officially join because I don't know if he has aspirations. You know, maybe to be a VP down somewhere down the road where it would mess him up the Republican Party. But isn't he, he still was, part of that anti-Trump group? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, there, there's a there's a group called uh, No Labels. They're talking about getting yeah, Manchin yeah. And, mm-hmm. and someone else to run. New, and he's he's one of these small R Republicans, kind of you know. 
I mean, I, mean, I, I can't. Su- I can't support yeah. any of that stuff, Ron. Uh, I know, except, but I'm just saying this possibility is a nationwide. Well, well you ought to support it. You know, as many kids getting killed in Tennessee and people dying. You know, every day I turn on TV, there's somebody getting shot. Somebody getting killed in Nashville. Well, I don't know any. We had a young man in this community that that uh, was killed by a gun. Well, you know, he was killed by someone with a gun. It it all it really. uh, I mean, it's oversimplification. We talk about that all the time. When it all comes down to it, it's a matter of personal responsibility, and and how much of your personal responsibility should be, if any controlled or infringed upon by government laws, government regulations in order to protect yourself and the general public. And that is you a very, very good that's good to think that's good to think in a society that there are everybody with personal responsibility. Jerry, you know that's false. There's a lot of people won't even tie their shoes right in this community. I don't disagree with you, Jim. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that, that it, it, you know, it, 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 in a perfect world, personal responsibility would take it over. But because we're not in a perfect world, how do you balance that with the regulations and the laws and the things like Ron is mentioning so that it doesn't infringe upon those of us, um, you know, that do practice that? It is a, it is a very delicate line. Yeah, yeah but you can pass slope. responsible laws. You can pass responsible laws. Chicago's got the toughest gun laws in the country, yeah. and look at it. Yeah. It's a disaster. Yeah, but those guns come but, from outside but, Chicago. But, Mr. York, outside is, Chicago, Clayton. The, same thing's going to happen here, though. I mean, you know, if you, we strengthen our gun laws, or you know, I don't you know, know if it changes the I, dynamic of the crime, the criminal. And Jerry, you weren't practicing law back then, but I mean, I remember back in the eighties or early nineties, we had a nut job down in Pulaski who was always everybody you knew. He, they would send him to jail once in a while, but he's always threatening to kill people. Blah blah blah. He didn't have a gun, so and everybody knew that sooner or later he was going to blow. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Everybody, everybody knows their names. They know they're going to blow. The, if you're in law enforcement or practicing the criminal courts, everybody knows who they are. And so this guy just started up a chainsaw and went next door and cut off his neighbor's head. You know, I mean, you can't, these people, you know, there does need to be some kind of civil commitment procedure. The criminal courts can't handle that. Read Ron Hart's column, The Last Bullet is Fantastic.